Uh, greetings from the Enlows. <laughs> and we are here, ready for another time of communion together. And, uh, and then Elizabeth is going to share some more on things the Holy Spirit has shown her regarding wisdom and important for such a time as this. And my interjections could come at any moment as well. And so we're going to um, go ahead and go into the communion time. I'm just going to start, lead with a word of prayer. There might be a couple more getting on at this time because it's not usually this quick in the process that we partake in the communion, but we're going to go ahead and do that today. And um, I will tell you, uh, as part of uh, giving another minute or two for those who join us live to join on, to tell you that tonight at 7 o'clock, no, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 7 o'clock Central Time, um, Destiny Image and Larry Sparks will be doing uh, an interview with me, and it will be a Facebook Live of either his or Destiny Image or both, and I think we're going to try to do that ourselves. Is that is that right? No, maybe just not. be on his. Just but be on his. If you're on our email list, it's um, you should be getting an email about it today with, um, I guess, a link or information where to find Larry Sparks on Facebook, and you should also see it on our uh, social media. Yeah. So, so you'll have to go to his social media, but you'll see the information about it on our social media. And he's going to talk into, um, it, Larry Sparks works for Destiny Image and uh, has a great podcast that he does regularly. And he's just featuring Johnny related to the book that they just published for him, um, The End of the World as We Know It. And... That's what you'll be talking into, right? That is correct. And I did just this morning uh, release another Facebook uh, post. It's like the, the Holy Spirit just has me continually um, going after framing the narrative of our day. And, um, and so um, I feel more just prodded by him than anything. But I think there's some important nuances on there. And things that will excite your spirit as well. So Johnny and Elizabeth Facebook page or John R. Enlow as well. So let me just pray and then we're going to go ahead with communion. That sound good, Elizabeth? Yeah, I was just going to also mention that I um, did an interview for someone. Um, her name is Mimika. She's from South Africa, Mimika Kumi. And she is doing a two-day, 22-speaker event that starts tomorrow, and I'm one of the 22 speakers. I don't remember what time my exact slot is, but again, that's been emailed out to you guys as well. And um, It looked like a lot of great speakers. Doug Addison was one of them and just many others that I've, I've never heard before. So if you're looking for things to feed your spirit over the next few days, um, we've got it. <laughs> yeah, you'll get some high-level truth there. And, um, yeah, don't, don't miss that as well. 
Well, we're the beginning of a of a big week, and let me just start with prayer, Lord. As we uh, come together uh, this Monday, we again uh, recognize your greatness, your goodness, uh, your greatness and goodness in the land of the living. And Lord, we thank you that above every other uh, name that's named on earth, yours is the great name, and above every other storm that rages, you are the one that says peace to the storm. And we thank you for the ways you have been comforting us, speaking to us, protecting us, protecting our nation. Yes, and, Lord, um, thank you. Thank Lord, we you. just continue to um, uh, thank you for that and continue to find our place in the wall of defense, Lord, and the wall of uh, going on offense on behalf of you and your, your kingdom. And so we thank you for the things that you're doing deep inside each and every one of us. Um, been such a time for personal reevaluation of everything for everyone. And so we thank you for this opportunity. Now, as we go to a time of communion, of remembering what you did on the cross, we just um, invite you in in a, in, a, in a bigger way than ever. Holy Spirit, I just pray that for us, for Elizabeth and I here, and for those um, connected to us right now, that this would be a time of... of uh, really seeing your presence made manifest among us as well that you would you would be the god who uh, is present through the person of the holy spirit in our hearts and our minds bringing peace comfort joy faith making us the lines the, the righteous or bold as lines and in the midst of challenges we thank you that that's what you pour into us because of what you did on the cross and you showed your sovereignty overall and your capacity to redeem everything so now we take the yes. bread and we thank you again for your body that was broken for us we remember that again and, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, we we thank you for what that means to us today and again we ask that this would literally do something inside of us inside of our bodies it would quicken our mortal bodies it would quicken our soul it quicken our spirit and we take it now have so we receive your love your love for us your love for us personally your redemption thoughts for us personally your heart for us your eyes for us your hope filled eyes for mm -hmm. each one of us now we take the cup we again we recognize and honor the ultimate sacrifice you made on the cross. Through the shedding of your blood, all things were restored back to God. All authority in heaven and earth were retaken by you, even that which was lost momentarily from sin. Was now recovered. And this is a time 
or your agenda, the Lamb's agenda on earth is expedited. When we agree with it, when we take this memory of you and that. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let your power flow through us. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Amen. All right, Elizabeth. Well, uh, yesterday we started unpacking this understanding of the Holy Spirit as wisdom personified and focusing on the Holy Spirit related to leading up to Pentecost. Um, which is 50 days after his resurrection. So during that time, there were 40 days that he spent. Man, wish I could see that. 40 days that he spent just spending time with the disciples and, and the people that had gone through everything with him. And, and then he ascended and he said, I have to leave so that I can send what's even better for you than me staying. What could be better than Jesus himself staying on the earth? So you know it's important when he says that. And he sent the Holy Spirit. And, of course, in Acts, we find that he came um, as tongues of fire. And um, it just empowered them with the same power that literally rose Jesus from the dead. And so... We broke down the, the definition of uh, the scripture that's so common when we talk about wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So we, we said that fear is to morally revere. And uh, revere is a deep respect or admiration for something. And um, morally is uh, basically the principles of right and wrong behavior what is ethically right so when we talk about the fear of the lord being the beginning of wisdom we talk about what we're what we're saying is that we in order to step into a, a real profound relationship with wisdom with holy spirit we begin at the fear of the lord which is an awe respect a reverence for how um, ethically right God always is. And then we just touched on the first of ten uh, thoughts that I have about wisdom. The first one that we said yesterday was wisdom is surrender to how dependent you are on God. And, you know, we've just been going through these times of being at home and not really knowing what's going on and feeling out of control over so many areas of our lives. But wow, what a great opportunity that's been um, if we're able to see it that way because it's forced us to this deeper place of surrender to what's already true. You know, what's already true, what's always been true is ultimately we don't have control. And ultimately, we don't have all the answers. Um, in fact, we have no answers outside of him. So wisdom is surrender to how dependent you are on God. The second thing I wanted to, to kind of step into looking at is humility is wisdom's partner. Humility allows us to actually walk in what is wise. 
So you have, you know, yesterday we're talking about when you're hungry enough to see and hear, want to know God and see him and hear him, you're willing to see him and hear him and find him in anything and in everything. And it takes humility to do that because sometimes God speaks through someone or a situation that um, we wouldn't choose. And, um, you know, maybe it's, it's wisdom, Holy Spirit speaking through your spouse and you're just tired of having to listen to them, you know, it can be that simple. Maybe it's wisdom speaking through your parents if you're younger. Um, Maybe it's, you know, just there's countless ways that wisdom speaks, but humility is wisdom's partner. So we, when you think of Holy Spirit, I mean, this is the one part of the Trinity that's like the wind. You can't, you can, you can sense it, but you can't see it. You can't see where it's come from. You can't see where it's going. And the humility of Holy Spirit to to move so profoundly in us, on us, through us, and on the earth. And yet, Holy Spirit doesn't take on a, a body, a form. That's so much humility. It's, uh, it's just amazing. And so... Humility is wisdom's partner. I'll make space here for you, babe, if you want to. No, that's good. Keep going. Anything else jumping out at you? Um, and then we we were talking about, um, I read from a scripture in Ephesians. And the first part of that scripture, um, Ephesians 1.17, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. We're just going to stop there. But he he wants to give us, and he was expressing this through um, Paul, right? Is it Paul that wrote Ephesians? Yes. And um, Paul is saying this to the people that he was writing to, to the church in Ephesians. Ephesus. Ephesus. Um, the Father of glory would give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So Habakkuk 2.14, we know the end game, everything where all of this is headed for us individually and us collectively as humanity is Habakkuk 2.14, the knowledge of the glory of God filling the earth. So access to the nuances of who he is and what he's like, not just that he exists, not just that he sent Jesus to save us, as amazing as that is, but the the fullness of him which we're not going to get into it but if you read on in that chapter of Ephesians this whole passage ends with the familiar statement um, which is uh, speaking of the the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all the fullness of him who fills all in all so his the spirit of wisdom and revelation and this idea of growing in the knowledge of God and understanding the nuances of who he is and what he's like ultimately is connected to and culminates in this idea of the fullness of him. So, you know, I I say this a lot, but the whole thing with the rainbow kind of being the picture of our rainbow God, the seven colors of love, a rainbow is really limitless colors if we could see all of them, it's it's limitless, limitless shades of colors. But in in God's 
love for us, he simplified it down to these seven basic colors that we could look into the sky and see a representation of who he is. And our eyes could easily perceive these seven distinct colors, even though there's far more colors than that. In the same way, the fullness of who God is is way more than seven areas of culture. But but he he makes things so accessible to us by giving us these seven distinct areas of culture that we can experience him in and that we can make him known in. And in the same way there are limitless colors, there are limitless aspects of who God is and what he's like. He is going to take eternity to fully explore, which means he's endless. And so there's this fullness of him that wants to be known. Because he's all about intimacy, because he's all about relationship, he's constantly saying, know me like I know you. Enter into this love and this trinity relationship of of constantly deferring and discovering and, and seeing and experiencing each other. And he invites us into that uh, divine swirl of intimacy. And so um, if, we, if we look at that scripture further, the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, I just want to break that down a little bit here. Um, let's see where I have the notes on that. Um rather than go into the revelation part, I want to just focus on the spirit of wisdom. Again, that just points us towards the idea that that wisdom isn't a spiritual concept. It's actually a person, the spirit of wisdom. So it's another form, I believe, of Holy Spirit himself. And so we can't, we can't fulfill Habakkuk 2.14 for ourselves personally or you know, as a generation of believers, we cannot fulfill the knowledge of God covering the earth without the Holy Spirit. It's inseparable. We can't possibly know our Father in an ongoing, unfolding way um, without Holy Spirit continually revealing Him to us. And we can't possibly make Him known without a continual relationship with Holy Spirit who shows us how and what and when to make him known in these areas of culture and practical ways. So let's make this practical for, for a second here. If you're looking at your um, your call, your destiny, at least the part of, of your fulfilling of that in these next few months and years, and you're looking at your career, um, where you show up and you carry the most influence, whether it's you know with your family or with um, you know one of these areas of culture or in a business setting or in government, wherever it is, the question then becomes, Holy Spirit, Spirit of wisdom and revelation, how do you want to make God known through me in this area? And I believe it's, it's, it's not deeper than that. It really is that simple. And it's going to have multi facets to it depending on what it is that you do. Let's say you run a company that has many employees. Well, you're going to ask him that question on each level. You're going to say, how do you want to be known 
through me and this company to my employees? How do you want to make yourself known? And he'll, he'll, he'll answer it depending on your personality and your wiring. You'll either see a picture, you'll see like something being played out, or an idea will spark in your head, or, or you'll have a feeling. Maybe it's a feeling of compassion, and all of a sudden you just feel like, like a heart towards those employees. And, or maybe like, uh, you know, something really practical comes to mind that you could do for them or with them. And maybe it's an idea that you don't really see a direct connection between that idea and making God known. But you know what? Like, because we're all wired to experience God through our circumstances, sometimes there are circumstances that God wants to bring about through you and the decisions that you make that impact other people and then he'll connect the dots for them based on how they experience the actions that you put into motion. And, you know, if again, back to the same idea, if you have a business and you have employees, you're going to also ask the question on, a, on another level. How do you want my customers or my clients or my partners um, to experience you? How do you want to be known through me and the decisions I make that affect my customers, my clients, um, etc. So I would challenge you in whatever areas you carry influence in, whether it's just literally a couple of people or or thousands of people that you bring, you know, a perspective of God to. I would challenge you to be super practical about this. And maybe while we're here and we're a little slowed down, make some decisions like, okay, if I pay, if, if I have a meeting with my people once a month, or if I pay bills once a week, or if I gather with my family once a week or once a month, how, whatever it is, add to your schedule a time where you sit with Holy Spirit. And you just say, for the rest of my days, this is a new strategy, a new operating system I'm putting in place for myself. And I'm going to have two or three questions that I ask in each of these areas that I ask of Holy Spirit, wisdom personified. And I'm going to act like I really am dependent on God. I really am able to bring nothing apart from Holy Spirit showing me, helping me, revealing to me wisdom. And I'm going to make an effort to sit with Holy Spirit and get the wisdom that I'm needing and the revelation that I'm needing so that people around me that I carry influence with will be exposed to the spirit of wisdom and revelation through me that will cause the knowledge of the glory of God to increase in their life. And um, so, let's see where we are, 23 minutes. Anything you want to jump in on that? Well, just one one thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know it. there's more we could. Um, I'll just do my little tidbit. I was writing some notes down as you're talking and things, and 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 way things stand out to me in different ways. You know, wisdom and revelation, the acronym for wisdom and revelation is WAR. And, and it's like 
we war with our knowledge of God, with who he is, who he actually is. You know, the A.W. Tozer, what you think of God is the most important thing of you. But then as you're reading in Ephesians, it goes on. It's in the knowledge of God, but it has to do regarding his inheritance in the saints. And anytime he's speaking of the saints, he's not speaking of the saints in the way it's done in the Catholic world, which is a saint is someone who's passed on. The saints are always those here on earth. So it came, comes out, you study him for what he has put in us here on earth. So interesting. You, st you don't study yourself to know that. You study him even, and, and the wisdom begins to instruct you on what he has put on in us, inheritance in the saints for here on earth. And so, and that's what we war with. That those, That's powerful weapons of our warfare are mighty and um it, it it's it's through this instructive process of uh, of the holy spirit revealing um god to us anyway that was just something mm -hmm. i was going on it's on, good on the side it's so. good babe um i just want to close by revisiting something that i threw out there yesterday i talked about how god is alpha and omega um he's the beginning he's the end and I drew on my piece of paper here like a circle and I drew the fear of the Lord on one side and wisdom on the other side and then arrows circling around through both. So the idea is everything that begins in the Lord, if you follow it all the way through, ends in the Lord. When you find something that is from Him, if you follow it back to its source, you find yourself in him and then if you're in him and you bear fruit with him then then it it's it just this constant cycle back towards the knowledge of god and so when you find wisdom you find the fear of the lord when you find the fear of the lord you find him wisdom he wants to be known he wants to be known and when you approach everything with this idea and this understanding he wants to be known. That's why he rigged it. He made himself the beginning and the end. He made himself discoverable in the tiniest of all molecules. And he made himself discoverable in the biggest, um, vast, ever-expanding space. Um, and so everything of value that's good originates in him and then culminates in him. Therefore, if wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord, then wisdom, wise choices and thoughts, also lead us back again to where it began with the fear of the Lord. If wisdom originates in him, then wisdom culminates in him. Therefore, when someone experiences something that is done through wisdom, and again, through Holy Spirit, when you put wisdom into action in your life and in the areas of culture that you influence, when you put wisdom into motion, you are putting out there evidence of God, the knowledge of God that's, that's accessible to someone. And when they experience the results of wisdom in motion, wisdom in action, it will 
lead them, if they're hungry at all for God, it will lead them to God himself without you ever having to say, you know, this is God, by the way, who gave me this. That may or may not happen, but we are wired to, when we encounter something that is profound to us, and simple things can be very profound, when we experience something that's truly wise, it awakens something that is that we were born with, a spirit man. It awakens that part of us and acclimates us to believe there is a God and he does care and he has better ways of doing things. When you do something um, wise in each area of culture, it looks a little different. And in each area of culture, when you do something wise, it, it causes someone to take notice. I mean, when you have a good, smooth experience in any area of culture, or when you're thoroughly entertained in a way that leaves you feeling full of life in arts and entertainment, or this amazing windfall of provision through economics or whatever, you take notice. And when those things start adding up in someone's life, um, they take notice. And that's what we're conduits of. Wisdom always leads back to himself. And wisdom, a reverence for his holiness and all that is him. So let's see if that's a good place to stop. Um. I'll stop with this one this one thought here. The Holy Spirit, who is wisdom and revelation, leads us into deep respect for God's holiness, God's better way of doing things, which produces in us the ability to show good judgment, the ability in us to show good judgment in the ways we think, we process, we speak and act. It gives us understanding, enlightenment, and discloses to us what God is like. We'll get more into that Ephesians scripture um, tomorrow. Um, Good. Good stuff. You know, I just this one quick uh, word picture comes to mind. I love word pictures, but I don't know if this is, it's not like a perfect analogy. But we have a relationship with the sun. And sometimes we're more aware of it than others. If you're somebody who gets sunburned easily, you're very aware of your relationship with the sun. And every time you go outside, you think about it and you cover up or you put sunscreen on. Um, but every day we have a relationship. Even if we don't go outside, the sun is affecting our weather and our temperature, the climate and that, that we live in. in. In a similar way, we have... A relationship with Holy Spirit all the time whether we're aware of it or not and to the degree that we are intentional with our relationship with Holy Spirit to that same degree we can partner with the Holy Spirit and offer wisdom through all of these various ways and these areas of culture that we carry influence in and in our families and our relationships and um, so my challenge again today is humility is wisdom's partner. Humility actually allows us to actually walk in what is wise. So um, we ask for your, your humility today, Father. We ask for your, um, 
your ability to recognize wisdom, Holy Spirit, wherever it is that you're speaking, wherever it is that you're calling to us, that you want to display yourself through us. And I ask, Father, that you would speak to everyone that is listening about the areas that they carry influence in and that you would um, have conversations with them, have a dialogue with them that helps them do things differently moving forward, that they would never be the same again after this season of Pentecost, that they would relate to you, Holy Spirit, in a brand new way that would literally cause shifts and change in our society, in our generation, fruit of the lives of um, those that are surrendered to you, God. We want the evidence of our knowledge of you to be seen, to bring change, to make a difference in other people's lives. We want to be a part of that wave that is um, that is filling the earth as the waters cover the sea, the knowledge of the glory of how amazing how good, how kind, how powerful, how absolutely powerful you are. We say again today that your judgments are good. Your plumb line is perfect. Your standards and your ways are all that we long for. And we want your kingdom on earth. We want heaven on earth. Nothing less, nothing less than what you want to give us is, is what we want, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, you want to no, that's, say uh, anything else? That's good. Let's just look forward to tomorrow. I've got a few little chats. Let me just check them real quick. People have ordered the new book. Awesome. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for those of you who have given. Uh, we had a good number of uh, five-star reviews. That really helps. Yes, thank you for taking time to give a review on Amazon if you got the book. We're appreciative of that. Um, someone's saying it's very timely. Teach third and fourth grade students in a private Christian school. Monday's a Bible lesson. Today is lesson two on wisdom. Awesome. I love that. Someone else. Oh, it's Emily. Hi, Emily from L.A. She says, L.A. is very fearful right now. Well, we pray for L.A. right now. We we pray for um, the shaking that is happening there in the spirit realm and in the natural. God, I ask that you would cause your church, your sons and daughters to just be vocal as never before and speak out hope. Um, let people in their fear, um, run to you, God, that they would feel your comfort. They would feel you holding them and securing them. And God, I ask that the fear of your better ways would come on those who have partnered with evil in Hollywood and in those surrounding areas, God, the, the Silicon Valley and, and other areas of California. I thank you that you are moving in ways we can't even imagine right now. And we just say that you do all things well. And we bless the city of L.A. In Jesus' name. Um, let's see. Um, all right. Well, we love you guys. And everybody have a great rest of your day. Yes. See you tomorrow.